June 14, 2012. It's Watt from Pedro's show.
Hot from Pedro show. Except I ain't in Pedro, I'm in Silver Lake. It's still SoCal, but it's about 28 miles north. And uh, what's going on? Today? Oh, I should tell you, we started the show off with John Coltrane along when well, he was playing for Mr. Thorne this month and something called Trinkle Tinkle. And then we heard In, in the Tree by Sawako. And uh, what I'm doing here, this club used to be Spaceland for a long time. Well, it used to be a gay disco called California Dreams. And I think the sign still says that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then it was Spaceland for a lot of years. Nothing to do with Fuzzy Land, of course. Jack Cinders was say anything about that. But now it's called The Satellite. So it's my first time playing here in, in this incarnation. And what it is is uh, it's an Org Music Showcase. And it's... Uh, I got the honor of playing with a bunch of bands. I'm, I'm, I think the only one I've played with before is uh, Chuck's band. I played with them last week in uh, Long Beach, his sextet. But some cats from Omaha, which is where D. Boone's pops from, called Cap, Cap Gun Coo is here. And uh, they're my guests. And uh, first time I get to see them play live, I, uh, we're going to play some music that I got hold of their music from... Um, or music people, and uh, but I want to know the story. I'm curious. You know, last week we had uh, Brother Jonathan, bass man from Nebraska, and uh, about his journey through music. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of ways from uh, Nebraska to SoCal, and uh, these guys probably have their own too. So, would you introduce? I'm Greg Elsasser uh, of Capcom Cube. Here's Greg, and I'm Sean Pratt. Sean. Andrew. Well, Andrew from Org yeah. and Jonathan here. So we got a little peanut gallery. Yeah. So we only got the main two dudes, right? Yeah. Okay. How'd you get started in music? Um, I just started playing with my friend Sam. He was also in the band. And What uh, town? Omaha. Omaha. I grew up there. Yeah. When I was like 19, I started playing music. And okay. Then, um, you didn't start till 19? No, uh-uh. I, oh. I'm like a visual, I've been a visual artist my whole life. Painter? Uh, painter, uh, illustrator. Yeah, draw. Mm-hmm. My, yeah. my best friend, Betty Bow. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just got started with What, what drew you Sam to Martin. it? Uh, Sam was always, like, recording. At oh, well, Sam got you. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So we would just, like, start recording and just messing around. I mean, and Sam had been doing it since he was a boy and shit. Since he was, like, 14, I think, yeah. recording. So we started making songs. Your first instrument. Um, piano. Piano? His mom had a piano. So you just Jerry Lee Lewis did? Yeah, and then I got some <laughs> With the heel and shit and the yeah. elbow? <laughs> and then, well, he had, a, he had all these instruments, so I kind of just started playing everything, I guess. I, I yeah. play a ton of instruments now, but... Uh, you know Saccharine Trust? Joe uh, Biza taught himself guitar at 27. Whoa, sweet. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Just turned 60. You're dealing and, with some older punk beat. Yeah. just play with Chuck's band. Yeah, yeah. They had that thing October faction for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I was like 20, we moved out of our parents' house uh, to Midtown into this house where. Yeah, come close. It's all right. There was three. There was three wings in this house, and like seven rooms each. And. Wow, our, it was a big pad. Yeah, our friends lived in the middle section, and we moved it. Seven of us moved into the west wing section, and um, so we just started having house shows and touring bands come through and like take donations and like. House shows like every Pedro week. had that happening. Yeah, Thirteenth yeah. Street. Yeah, this was on Thirty Eighth and Farnham, and it used to be called the Gunboat. Yeah, and then um, and you're just playing in the, the living room. Yeah, yeah, and this out of town bands. Yeah. That's what happened here. Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah, they were telling me they're doing whole tours with not even playing a club, just doing pads house the shows, whole yeah. country. Yeah, it's rad. 
So did you get you and Sam make a band? Yeah, so we made a band like when we moved out to that place. Um, that's when Captain Koo started. We got um, our friend Eric Olson, who's playing drums tonight, uh, yeah. playing drums, and Jesse McKelvey plays uh, some guitar. Yeah. And um, we'll Sean go bite your body here. How'd you get on bass? Um, I started. There's Nebraska bass man there. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just started playing bass like. Uh, two years ago. Two years. When they look, asked me to play, I, I've been a Yeah, but look, the, the first years of bass are fucking intense because think about bass. Most humans, longer they do something, the more they do. But because of low frequency, we get really small. So more notes ain't good for us. For We're sure. always on the search for the right notes. So when you're kind of starting and you're playing fewer, actually. You write better bass lines and shit. They're yeah, not yeah, all yeah, busy yeah. ass. And, Definitely. Yeah, and we've gone through two different bases. Like, so you know about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't... I know some dudes, man, I just started. Actually, what'll happen is I'll watch dudes play and after they're done... I got a little bias. I kind of key on the bass. <laughs> what I'm thinking is probably 90% chance he didn't write the tune. Yeah. Sure. So he had to put a part to it. So I'm thinking, what would I put? So yeah, I'm checking sure. it out and I'll yeah. go out after. And yeah, I'll be like, I just started last week. Because <laughs> I'll say, man, I dug that play in, and they'll yeah. be all embarrassed. But this can happen with bass. Oh, yeah. It's because of the physics. Yeah, yeah. That's why the, that's why the strings are big. <laughs> <laughs> so you were a guitar man. Now, th you, this is kind of, Jonathan actually started on bass, which was a newer thing, because in the older days, or like my younger days, mm -hmm. that's all bass players were, unless they were in the school band, you know, stand-up in the orchestra. They were cats who couldn't, there was already so many guys playing guitar, they wanted a gig, and no one wanted to rock the bass. Yeah. So they ended up on, and some of them were badass. I mean, Carol Kay, you know, the incredible bass yeah. lady mm -hmm. on those sessions. She started as a guitar, a lot of, in the old days that happened, so don't feel weird like you were caning, <laughs> or you were soiled. It's only two years ago, but how'd you get into guitar? How'd you get into music? Um, I've, I don't know, I've always been drawn towards it. I started playing guitar when I was like 14. 14? Junior and, high? Um, and Wow. Uh, How? Did you have music people in your family? Your mom had the piano? Yeah, no. My friend's mom had the piano. Your There's no musical in my family. Same with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just dug deep in a bunch of one and hang out I remember I was telling Jonathan about the Creed, you know, because all he knew was Creed's when I met him. Oh, sure. And uh, I couldn't hear the bass lines on them song. I can't now, but not in those days. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I got into flannels. I thought if I wore John Fogarty's shirts, he wouldn't still like me. Because <laughs> I could not figure out. They had it low and muddy and just murky. It wasn't like Cream or The Who, you know. Yeah. Or, or Larry Graham or James Jane. I couldn't hear the bass parts. Yeah, right. I can now, but it took a little while. Yeah, sure. So, so you were playing guitar really young, fourteen. Did you have bands before? Uh, yeah, Captain um, Koo. That's a I, great name. Who named it? Uh, Sam and I. It's great. Because I read the Stalin book. There's a lot of Koo shit, yeah. and just the idea of a cap gun. <laughs> I wish. I fucking wish. Uh, it's a great name. So, you, you were in a band before. Yeah, I've, I've been in tons a of number bands. of bands. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's the third bass band. Yeah, right, yeah. We had one go to entomology school, the other one went to rehab, and then... Same thing. No, no, entomology, that's bugs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotta play some music. Yeah. Gotta play some music, we'll get back to the cap gun. Coos.
Things will get better when it's Easter Are you still sick? Are you still sick? People will be happy if I go I won't go out again Yeah.
Watch from Pedro show. Watch from Pedro show. We missed out on the essential information about gun 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 house gunboat gunboat. Sorry, actually you have an, uh, another name called Hotel Frank to get a rise out of Frank. And Frank ran the place. Uh, he was just the only grown up with a job. So. Yeah, he's a grown up. Yeah, well, oh. he pretended. Yeah, he like had me. a job. It's basically <laughs> like a nine to five. So we we named the house after him because he was the only one that had anything to lose that was living there. Ah, whoa! Yeah, the cleanup man, yeah. uh, the broom man. Uh, we heard uh, it's tonight here at the satellite. It's org music showcase. So we got uh, I got some music here from the org music folks of the bands playing and yellow red spark. I didn't know what the order was, so I just guessed. Uh, yellow red sparks with my machine gun. Chuck Dukowski sextet with Alchemist of Poison. Dot Hacker with Order Disorder, Brother Jonathan, bass man on that man. 
and Laugh Cry, Cap Gun Coup, and Boot Wearing Fish Man, Watt, from my opera, Hyphenated Man. I thought I would be first, and I am, so good. But <laughs> uh, like I got all the other ones wrong, so fuck it. They play when they play, people, you know, you ain't gonna be here anyway. But, we're just getting ready for it, and uh, I get to meet these cats and uh, tell, tell about their uh, music journeys. That, in fact, some of their other members just appeared. Indeed. Yeah, you want to introduce? I'm uh, Sam. I Sam. do uh, vocals and guitar. Yeah. Yeah. My name's Jesse. I play guitar. Yeah. sing a little bit as well, backing up Sam. Yeah. She's just my, my fiance. Okay. Just my fiance. <laughs> Drummy's out. Drummer's out there somewhere. Drummer's His name's there. Eric. And he's probably putting together a set, probably. Yeah. Kit. Is that him? Oh, it's Chuck. Hey, Chuck. A little while, I want to talk to you on the show. Okay. Okay. Power up. How, how, how'd you get into music? Went over their, their trips. I was. Uh, this is a veterano, many, many bands, who's come to be the third bass band. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just a super into Star Wars stuff, so I collected that, and then. I... Wow. And then I went to Seattle and. Uh, went <laughs> to wait, hey, wait, wait. Why is that like music? Well, uh, I, you know, actually, I got a Star Wars story about music. I met a guy in Ireland. He said that's how he got his first guitar. He sold some Obi-Wan Kenobi dude for a whole bunch of bucks. That's what he's getting at. This guy's name was Tommy. Oh, and nice. that's how he got into music, was selling off one of his trips. My spiritual doppelganger. Okay. And it was enough to get a guitar and an amp? Yep. Got a guitar and an amp, started a band. and. So you never played before that? Uh, no. Well, I, always, I always like sang for my grandma. Like, sang for your grandma, play the radio, yeah, yeah. play the record player. Yeah. Remember when Jethro, he's got <laughs> the fiddles out there, because this one plays the best, he's got a little fucking handle on his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd want a music box. Oh, sure. Look at this one, Jeff, or Uncle Jeff. So, is this your first band? Uh, second band. Second or band? third, I don't know, well, I've been in a little bit, yeah, second band. Second band? Yeah. What was that first band? Beef with the C. Beef with the C? Yeah, it was like from like good 14 to like 17. All being young. Hardcore? Yeah. Uh, no, we were like uh, Mars Volta meets Prod? Surf. I don't know. I can't explain it. it don't matter. Weird. That's good. Yeah. That's a good I thought you guys sounded like Omaha? Oh, you knew this band? Yeah, yeah. I've known Sam since yeah. yeah. pretty Pixies. You kind of sound like Pixies. Yeah. Pixies? Yeah. yeah. Mixed with Marsfold. Pixies with a child vocalist. Yeah. We had an incredible bass player and incredible. How'd you get music? Oh, well, one, one beautiful Christmas there arrived a, How drum, old? a drum set and a guitar. I was about 10. 10? Yeah, so there's an acoustic guitar in my house all of a sudden, a drum set, and the drum set was for my brother, but he didn't really ever pick it up, so I played drums and guitar all the time whenever I could. They just came, you didn't ask. Oh, oh we, were, we were all about it. Okay, yeah, so we, you asked. We asked the music people in your year family. Year after year, we asked. Music yeah. and people in your family? Um, not so much my parents, but my grandfather was. He was a he was a pianist in a brothel at some point. Like yeah, when he was very that's young. how jazz got started. Yeah, jazz is start for Jasmine. Jasmine's strong. You ever smell that? Yes. Yeah, was to cover up the fuck smell. <laughs> and the piano they didn't have radios and shit yet, so they needed to do jamming to cover up the fuck hollering. That's crazy. Yeah. Well. It's okay. It's okay. And that's why they got in your improvising. You're playing for hours. It's like, God yeah. damn, I'm wearing this motherfucker. <laughs> you start. Yeah, Billie Holiday was a towel girl in one of those bands. It's all about that shit. Okay. 
Hey, Raul. What's up? 845. All right. Don't answer your fucking leads. I'm fucking driving oh, two hands reason. on the wheel. You had that one in Bluetooth? No. What, are, no. what about this thing with the, the, the <laughs> just the wire thing that just puts it to your head? Oh, yeah. Like, no, yeah, it just like... It's a, wire sleep. Yeah, it's like yeah. a clothes hanger that just slams the phone to your head. There's no wire. Uh, no electronics. It's just this mechanical... Yeah. Yeah, You're not going to answer? Fuck it. So, so who put together the cap gun, gun coup? Uh, these guys were the first that were are still in the band. Sam, Sam and I. Sam and I. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. We went to kind of like a ruffian school, and I don't know. After, every day after school, we we go hip hop or something. Ruffian school. It's like an alternative school. They they let us smoke cigarettes there when we were like sixteen. Ruffian. I don't know why you said that. Because that means kind of tough. When you're not going to make it through a regular public school, you have to go to like kind of a, a, a magnet school. We got it's, a new. It's an alternative school, is what they like to call it. Oh, Darby, you know, Kay went to those. Yeah, we got kicked out of. You know about this? In all this is the old days, right? In the seventies and stuff. But uh, Darby, there was a school like that on the west side that they went. Well, they said they're kind of gifted too. Yeah. Kind of gifted, but emotionally not two together. So. Get them out from the merch kids and maybe yeah. they'll like uh, do something. Go do forward. Something cool or something, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. a drummer. This, yeah, this oh, is the drummer man. Yeah. How'd you get into drums? Uh, you know, I just kind of. How old? Uh, 14, 15. Well, what happened? Did a drum set appear at Christmas? Pretty no. much. No. Uh, you know, I just really wanted to play drums. You know, and, uh, What's up? Is that what happened? Yeah, he said, actually the drum set was for his brother, but he bum-rushed. <laughs> <laughs> or he didn't get into it. He's, he's wasted it. I bum-rushed too, yeah. Yeah. yeah I just but, really but he was also neglecting it, right? Yeah. Okay. I just really wanted to play, and yeah. my parents were like, well, if you do, you got to go buy a drum set. I was like, oh, right. uh, i got to ask you. Uh, inspiration. Bass man? Guitar man? Uh, I don't even know. You never had an inspiration? Billy Holiday? Billy Holiday, yeah, yeah. great singer. Um, shit, like K Records, I guess? Calvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calvin yeah. just sent me an email. He's getting a thing together for Woody's 100th birthday. Whoa. Calvin's cool people, man. Cool, yeah. yeah. Calvin's. Yeah, I like he's not jazz. You know? Calvin, like Hank, like Ian, like a lot of guys. Sweet. Of old days, that store. <laughs> <laughs> the, they are what they are, though. Yeah, they yeah, never yeah, were no. playing a game. They were never working at a hostel. Big influence. Drummy influence? Influence? I always liked a lot of like East Coast, like Washington, D.C. scene. Earl? Um, huh? Yeah. yeah he's um, I don't know. There's just always a little more funkier to play or something. Yeah. A lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. That's the sure. kind of stuff I was really He started really as a fusion into. band, Gary to uh, Dr. Go told me. Really? Yeah. He was the bass band, he said. Yeah. <laughs> influence? Uh, as far as guitar, anybody that's better than me, okay. from people around me to like, yeah. you know, Leo Kaki type dudes, just yeah, he's bad. watching dudes shred guitars. Petra, really he's bad. I also like the Velvet Underground a lot, too. As a band? Yeah. Yeah, or Lou. Lou Lewis, a songwriter. John Kale. John Kale, great, John, big yeah. hero of mine. Yeah. Miniman got to play with him once. Whoa. He wanted me to fight us. He didn't want to move his piano. It was a bad period of his life. Well, or a tough, a challenging period. So. And uh, I'm not moving this piano. And yeah. we were like, yeah, we would be very honored to play with John Cale's piano between us. Yeah, yeah. Since you are. And then D. Boone had these big ass, I guess the soldiers used them to put over the uniform so chemical warfare didn't get on the real army mm -hmm. clothes. Yeah. So he had no pockets. So he's tripping him out. He goes, what? 
So you don't have to feel the weight of the heavy coin? Or <laughs> 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 bear the weight or something. And Dave laughed and George, you know, they went off. Yeah. He figured you know, we weren't going to fight with him. We loved him. You know? yeah, so yeah. Everybody leaves and it's just me and him in there. It's fingers balling in Long Beach. And he goes, sit down. He's a Welsh guy. And he got on the piano. I walk down the streets of right. You know, he does that cowboy thing. He sang me that whole fucking song. Jeez. Yeah, sitting up, the, up there looking at him. He had like some, I don't know, surfer t-shirt and cutoffs. It was a weird period. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but I, a big fan of him. He was a bass man in Velvet School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a badass. Okay, so uh, started doing gigs first at this house, at the gunboat. Yeah, in yeah. the so called underground. In so called, doing gigs. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what? Record? Yeah, well, we, we always record. Right? Tim and I would record. always record just bullshit and then like, yeah. every day. Yeah. And then what? Bring it to the band? Uh, either way, yeah. Or, or we just like, I don't know, sometimes together. we won't record something just so it doesn't get too developed so the band can fuck with it. And what about touring? Did that start? We've yeah. done it. Yeah, well, we for sure, you're here in Cali. We went on tour with uh, some some people we knew from Omaha uh, in some bands. Who's like out there? The Faint? The Faint. Yeah. Are they still together? Uh, they're, they're playing some more shows. Because they were big for a while. Huh? Yeah. And the, right we were talking about the three. Yeah, yeah. Cutter and uh, 311. But they moved out to Cali a long time ago, yeah. right? Yeah. I was trying to... Right, of course. Yeah. Uh, so you went out with all those guys, like supporting and uh, stuff? Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. So sort of like a scene here with Flag and Yeah, yeah totally. Team, the Puppets Who's Yeah, it's really close to uh, musical. And was there a label band. there? Uh, I know Connor started a label there, right? That was our label before ORG, yeah. Is that right? Connor, well, his, Connor's label is out of New York, but it's called Team Love Records. But Saddle Creek Records is there, and Speed Nebraska is there, and... What's your label? Um, well, this is we're on org, but um, yeah, I know. But the, did you have your own label personally? No, uh, Team, Team Love put out our we first. Did Team Love, we did originally. We did originally, we did originally yeah. um, on this record label called Slumber Party Records. Yeah, we started in Omaha. Yeah, so it's basically just fun about us. We just put it out, but we just had a name for it. And sure. now that they, they put out more albums now and stuff, you know, so. the label went strong. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So, I'd love yeah. to hear those stories. Yeah. Like the, the people who made this software, I just found out. <laughs> Keels out of the water. <laughs> you believe that shit. Yeah, no shit. Bye bye. Yeah. Sayonara. Yeah. So, but, but that's great. That's just, they, they actually, more and more. Because it's tough for labels. Yeah, it totally is. It's Especially tough nowadays, for labels. man. Like, everything's on What you got to do, yeah, right, right. So, what you got to do is have some interesting physical stuff that you sell yeah. at the gigs, huh? Yeah, totally. Like t shirts. T shirts and. Or, but even music. You have to yeah, put yeah. the music in a form. Yeah. That's not just sounds, so, right, yeah. so people get it. Yeah, like a package. Like our this last record, we screen printed on the cellophane, so it looks like a package. So yeah, yeah. Take it off. It's like a wrapping paper. Uh, how'd you get involved with the word people? Because that's my connection with our you. friend Corey. Uh, gave Andrew our record, I think. Yeah. Our our last record, and then he got hold of us and just kind of. Went from there. And yeah, I guess we sent them out new stuff. Or sent them, yeah, right. And then he liked the new stuff. And so which tour is this for you? This is a, like a more like a, I guess, for lack of a better word, like a residency. We're staying out in L.A. for the month. Wow. Playing shows in the area. We just played San Diego last night. Kind yeah. of, kind Where, Casbah? Huh? Casbah? Um, we played at the Griffin. 
Yeah, it's a I think it's only been open for like a year. Okay. It used to be a dive bar. It's still kind of divey. Okay. <laughs> Casbah's the pad I like playing. Okay, guys. yeah. Right uh, but how many times around the country have you been? We were, we've been... Because those first tours were probably regional, right? It was around yeah. those areas. Well, so one of them, the, the, the first one we went, we did like a figure eight. We went down to, out of Omaha, down to Oklahoma, and out to the West Coast, up the West Coast, down to Texas, did South by Southwest, went up to New York, came back down. Oh, wow. And then we went back out with, that was with Tilly and the Wall, this band from Omaha. And some with Cursive. And then we went back out with Cursive. And then we did a Southern tour with Cursive and some shows with Bright Eyes. And The Good Life, too. And The Good Life. Yeah. Um, so, so like three, four, five, we've done like fifth time. We've done, we've done about yeah. four regional tours and yeah. like one U.S. tour. Okay, and so you're gonna be here. Would you guys come straight out from Omaha? Here? Yeah, we drove yeah. straight through one night. Yeah, yeah. One so, night. not one night. You know, just like I eighty, right? Didn't yeah. sleep. Yeah, twenty six hours. Eighty to like Christ. Christ. switching the, the wheel off, dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. See, my boat is up front. Yeah, yeah. I've been through five of them. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, this one we got for 800 See, these are, these, these are from the bass strings. These are from the steering wheel. <laughs> they're bigger. <laughs> Actually, because these motherfuckers got to get more like moccasins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> these, these are pads, downward pads. Yeah. It's like, I just did one. Fuck it. Usually a U.S. tour because you see us out here in the West. Mm -hmm. we got, we're almost like you guys where there's a lot of space in between. Yeah. yeah Actually, yeah. you're Midwest. Once you get going a little east... It's, it's, it's kind, it gets kind of close for you, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For us, man, the next state's 400 miles. You know, <laughs> right? Arizona and the Phoenix and shit. Yeah, I don't know. If you go the other way, it's 800 yeah. miles. Yeah, fuck. So, a U.S. tour well for me is about 15,000 miles. Yeah, right. And what yeah. I do is I do clockwise in the fall, counterclockwise in the spring. Nice. You want to get out of the north before the cold, let the south cool off. Yeah, right. The other time of the year, you want to get out of the south before it's too sweaty, yeah. wait for the north to thaw. Yeah, nice. Even on this last thing here where I did west coast, and I was just doing Siskiyou Pass between Cali, and this is in April, right? Cali and Oregon. The, the fucking is coming through. It's the highest point on I-5. And then even getting to the Coachella thing. I had a grapevine got closed down. I had to come through to Hatchby. And again, it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Coming out of Shasta, the, the ball peen hammers with the hail. Yeah, Jesus, man. I couldn't, this is California, you know? Yeah, no shit. So weather gets really intense when you're on tour. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> Take it for granted when you're in a pad and you just yeah. turn up the heat or, you know, yeah, close the hatch. Exactly. It's like fucking shit. Yeah. So you did a 26-hour hell ride. I remember there were some tours in the old days. We'd start them in Dallas and shit. So it would be 30 hours to yeah, no first shit. fucking yeah. thing. And, but nowadays... Uh, well, this one I'm going to do in September, the first gig is Seattle, so that's 1,150 fucking miles. Man, yeah. But I got to get up there and get out of that part because a Stooges gig, I got to wait till end of September. Yeah. So, and okay. I don't really like going out after Halloween. <laughs> that's Sam's birthday. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite holiday. It's the one that's day it. all year we don't pretend not to wear costumes. <laughs> it's the truth day. <laughs> so you're going to spend a, a month out here in California. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Where will you be? Go oh, you're going to record too? No, we're going to try to do residencies instead of touring. We're going to try to just like... Like play every city. Monday here. I know about like bands used to do it here. Out, you know? Just kind of go to a city and try and camp out, like hang out there for a month, play as many shows as we can. Yeah. Instead of Meet spending a bunch of people, go see local shows. Gas and going to well, there's a lot of, you know, so 
SoCal is like 150 yeah. towns, really. You know, oh, it's not yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you can actually play a lot of different pads yeah. without soaking up the one thing. Yeah, totally. You know, there's the foul, there's inland, there's OC, there's where we are, South Bay. There's this thing here. Mm -hmm. Where all the important people live. <laughs> <laughs> They're so far from the water, though. Yeah, they are, yeah. You know, to live in California, you know, this little bowl, but no, it's okay. You can't all live in Pedro. Yeah. What's well, so after you do this month? What's the plan? We're gonna go back home and uh, rehearse and try and we're gonna try and do CMJ in rehearse. October. Actors rehearse. Well, <laughs> you guys practice. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck. We <laughs> no, it's all right. It's it's just semantics. We don't even have vocal mics at the house. We just fucking play just holler over the yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. So I'm at the officers' latrine at the old fort down in Pedro. I had 26 years. It's about this size. More, a little more skinny. Yeah. So you're going to go home and practice for what? Another we're gonna, album? We're going to try and do CMJ. Yeah, write some new songs. Go to New York? Yeah. I want to do the do same that thing festival? in New York. Maybe just like go and saturate it. Play right, right. As we can in one town. Brooklyn, Hoboken, mm -hmm. Manhattan. Yeah, you can go to like Philly. Also, more places around. Yeah, right. That's that's New England, there's a lot close. Yeah. Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah. Mass. Yeah. yeah. Albany. Sure, yeah. There's a, we used to dream about that. Man, them bands must have it made. But then yeah, half the right. year they get snow and ice. Yeah. And then it's yeah. sweaty ass summer. And some years That's how Omaha is. It's fucking yeah. hot and humid. And then this is what people don't understand. They yeah, think it's cool. a southern thing. I say anything east of the Rockies. Yeah, yeah. Minneapolis is sweaty. Yeah. 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 yeah right. Of Montreal. Yeah. That freezing ass town in the summer. Man, it's like. <laughs> we're sp spoiled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, we were watching the weather the other day, and we were like, "Yeah, why do you make fun of the weather guy? Like, <laughs> gonna get a little rainbows tomorrow, tomorrow <laughs> and you know, like, fucking Jesus. it gets broisted. Yeah. I remember Virginia when I was a boy. You know, cardinals, honeysuckle, fireflies, crab apple, <laughs> and then you know, then I go back through there for tours, and then it's sure. yeah, the sweaty summers, the freezing winter. Like, mm. Pedro, my pop was a sailor, and it was closer to Vietnam. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I was only 10. Hanging out here. And I never met. Yeah. 44 yeah. years now. But even yeah. when I tour, the bungee cord just... <laughs> <laughs> so long. Right back into Pedro. So you're going to get, you're going to go back east and uh, try to get that in the fall. Yeah. Before the heavy weather. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back. Actually, you know what? Every place does have a little bit of Cali weather. It's right between spring and fall. I mean, summer and fall and spring and winter. Yeah, exactly. There's these little windows 60s. as it's turning over. Mm -hmm. And it's great, man. Yeah, you can be in Orlando, Florida, and there's like no sweaty. <laughs> yeah. It's like fucking, yeah. Yeah. it's about one week and a half. But yeah, if you yeah. time the tour right, <laughs> you're there, you know. Gators, you know. Yeah, see these gators. You know, yeah. But for that yeah. one day, yeah. it's fucking happening, you know. And that's how I try to time my tour. Yeah, why not? I think yeah. that, this one was the 65th one I just did, where they're over a month. Damn. It's a trippy way of living. Yeah. It's kind of a sailor. It's kind of like my pop's life in a way. Yeah. You just kind of think of that. A lot of cats burn out on it. Yeah, sure. You know, I've seen it. You know, it's, it takes a certain kind of person to stay in it a long time. Uh, and we were talking about really it ain't selling musical media so much uh -huh. it's about playing for people again yeah yeah and so i think you gotta kind of have a little bit tour a little bit sailor mode if you want to stay in this uh racket a little mm -hmm. bit uh 
I wish you guys all the luck, man. What What about after this this fall thing back east? Uh, maybe. Do you have plan? Do you plan beyond that? Not, not yet, really. Not really. Yeah, maybe we can start that's all right. Playing right. songs, to. playing shows. I don't know. Getting drunk. Into that. <laughs> <laughs> this brown is going down. That's <laughs> hurt. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Not when yeah. I'm driving, though. No, true. <laughs> <laughs> You're the wheel man. You gotta wait. Yeah, you gotta wait. But that means a hanker gets twice as fucking fierce. Yeah. So yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for being aboard. We're going to play some more music. Sweet. And, uh, totally. Really, yeah, uh, thank you. Number D. Boone's pot, man. You got the spirit. The way you're talking makes me feel a lot like 30 years ago when we were getting in the boat. That's good yeah. to hear. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So it's not just a museum thing. It's actually a, a thing that gets handed down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. Much respect. Uh, watch for Pedro. I'm back. Uh, those cats left. The Cap Gun Coup uh, band from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, I love the spirit, man. I love... Uh, there's just something about that thing, man. That for me, the punk thing really ain't about a style of music. To me, that's up to every band, everybody do, uh, putting together their group of cats. What unites me with them, and the way I see it as a movement, is this kind of spirit, this kind of thing where uh, you want to get something happening. And it's uh, you don't choose where you came from, but you can choose maybe or point yourself in a direction to where you're going. And so uh, that's where I, I feel like the, what do you call it, a kindred spirit kind of thing. Even though, yeah, a couple of moons that separate us. And these, these cats here are uh, 30 years younger than me. But in a way, like I told them, it felt like uh, me, T. Boone, Georgie, you know, getting in the fucking boat and shoving off and to see uh, Nebraska for ourselves, you know? Uh, so I wish them all the luck. Uh, we're at the end of the first hour of the June 14, 2012 edition of the Watt from Pedro show. I'm going to talk to other people here. I saw Chuck Dukowski, so I think I'm going to grab him. Uh, but hold tight for hour two. June 14, 2012, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro's show. You know, jazz doesn't have to swing, and rock doesn't have to rock, and religion has next to nothing to do with God. Who, what, which is at most just one of the goddamn props through which we have so-called religious experiences. The beer I mop with a snot rag because my leather jacket is in jeopardy, slung over a chair in the East Auxiliary Press Box of the LA Sports Arena during round eight or nine of Alfredo Escalera, Sergio Medina, 129.83 is cause. He's thinking, I mop it because I am a bourgeois simp, and worse.
Pedro show. Started the second hour off with uh, props from Spiel Gusher. After that, Dose. Song for Poe off Dosey Dose. Spiel Gusher uh, debut album, both org music uh, things with my Clench Ranch. Then Power Failure by Minute Flag. That was uh, Black Flag and Minutemen playing together some downtime during Loose Nut in my head record and uh, they pretty right the hand to man band where's John Dietrich from he's from uh, Wisconsin I think he's living in Albuquerque now Follum I think he just lives on the road in Northern California Tim lives in Louisville and then uh, night action a uh, right action by Big Sur and, and Juan uh, I had a crash Sometimes these motherfuckers crash. So uh, I wanted you to tell your story again about uh, from. Uh, oh yeah, you lost the Toledo. Okay, yeah. 
So I uh, grew up. You started as a band. young man and you started playing in bands? Started playing in bands, basement bands, garage bands. Listen too much thing. Sam Cooke? Too much Sam Cooke. I mean, there's never, there's no such thing, no, really. No, but, no, really. Uh, yeah, no, we, we were doing doing all kinds of stuff. Ska, ska stuff, you know, punk stuff, garage stuff, all of it. Um, it ended up being the statements. Ended up being the statements, yeah. yeah. And, then, um, and then you were booking shows. Booking we talked shows. about this. You knew about Frankie's, where I used to play. Right. And you know about this uh, new place I'm going to put well, new Mickey to Mickey Finn's. Yeah, it's Mickey actually an Fins. old, it's a pretty old bar, but they, they do a lot of cool shows. Great sound there. And you know the boss uh, who's putting on the gig? Yeah, Brock Curry. He's a good <laughs> friend of mine. Just new right. promotion companies. See, this is a lot like the old days. Yeah. Even though the scene got bigger and stuff, it's still about people, connects. And then you made the big move to Chicago, uh, did some, yeah. went to school, did some internship yeah. and distribution, and then... Uh, New York for a little New bit. New York a little bit, then and came then out through uh, Jeff Bauer, who's with the Org Music, a little bit of Warner Brothers here in Burbank, and now you're Org full-time. Yeah, right. And uh, actually, Andrew's been my uh, liaison or something to help... Uh, I try to help him actually more, <laughs> and uh, to get things going. And he asked me about this. I had a gig for Bloomsday, which is Saturday, and of course, I booked months ahead. It's also Pettibone's birthday. But uh, when you asked me, I wanted to be part of it because I like what you got going. I like, I just like the whole thing. I appreciate you I just you wanted being to here. be part of it, yeah. and even to open it up. You know, no, no problem. We're, we're all psyched to have you here. No problem. And uh, now, uh, one of the bands playing. We already talked to the cats from Omaha. Mm -hmm. uh, Cap Gun Coo. No, this is Red Yellow Sparks. Yellow Red Sparks. Yellow Red Sparks. That's, a, so. that's it's okay. weird to be actually. <laughs> okay, and uh, you're the man. You're the main man. Josh. Yeah. Josh, sit down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. This is Sarah. Uh, 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 yeah. I, I saw the string bass. <laughs> and uh, like you know, this is one of the reasons why late. Oh. This is Goldie. Well, Goldie's back. This is Big Man. Yeah. Yes, I hit stuff. Oh, you, and you're the owner of the email. He is. Yeah, you're the one who sent out the, you're the only band member that sent that. Well, it doesn't have his name. It says Yellow Red Sparks. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is why Leo Fender. You, you ever wonder why that Fender bass is called Precision? Oh, the P bass? Yeah. Oh, why? Because it's precise. Oh. Really? Is that really why? Oh, wow. Because before that, know. basses were like hers, a big Brothers? fucking violin. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. there's no frets. Wow. Oh, so you can be wrong. Actually, there was a mandolin orchestras, and they had fretted. They had all sizes of mandolins around the turn of the century, and they actually, uh, they do them in fourth century. But Leo gets credit. What happened was they had a tour with those motherfuckers, and there were no bands yet. Oh, wow. There were station wagons, so they'd have to tie them things to the roofs. That's crazy. And he had country friends. Remember that show, He Hop? Yep. Oh, yeah. Those are his buddies. He knew Cal Worthington. Cal Worthington needed music in between his car commercials. That's awesome. And so Leo was in Orange County here, and how the they're from the Air Force Army or something like that. Like something like that. So they, yeah, I'll, I'll just steroid up my guitar and we'll make an electric bass. Wow. But they had mutes in them and shit, so they tried to sound like that. That's, cool. that's where they came in. I've Cold always train. loved that. I've always loved train that. Train toured in fucking station wagons. Yeah, the vans didn't come till the early 60s. And it's a copy off them German uh, Volkswagen thing. Oh yeah, the, the bus? Transporter, yeah, or, the bus, yeah, or bus. And uh, they were small, they were on the Falcon chassis and the Chevy 2s, they weren't like the boats we got now. You see mine out front? Yeah. 6.8 meters, V10 trike. I've never been to the floor, that thing's so far. <laughs> Next year's the last year. 
Really? Vans are over. They're all going to that sprinter style. Oh. So nice. August 2013, I heard the last one's going to roll, roll off. You stopped calling me Caroline a few years ago. So they're changing their entire thing to that. They're all going to that oh, wow. Euro, which is good urban. You know, yeah. a lot of room. They're tall, but not on highways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not for parking. I just like, I mean, like, the Econo lines, the, the gas mileage is so terrible. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. Mine gets about 15, 16. Oh, that's that's. But I, 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 I'm, I'm really light on them. You get those 350s, they're over design. 100,000 miles, they need better brakes. Oh, wow. Bonus. I've had 250s, 150, you burn right through them. So you think 350s always the way to go? Because they're over-designed. That's what, that's what, uh... When you're on the margins, you wear things out faster. The brakes, the tranny, the motor. Yeah. That's what, that's what, um... Because we were thinking about getting a small one because we were a no. three-piece. And then George from Flogging Molly said definitely no. get the 350s. Never skip. Yeah. Never skip on rubber and brakes, either. Yeah, for sure. Especially Michelin's. traveling out. Michelin's, like. I get at least 80,000. Really? Oh, happen. Wow. They're the time. Anyway, you're better. <laughs> Your trio, Troika. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What town? Uh, well, I'm living in LA. We'll no, what town are you from? The band. Town? Is it here? Ir Irvine, or Orange County. OC. Yeah. Wow, I played the school a lot. Yeah. There were some clubs down there. Not a lot though. There, Maybe yeah. Huntington. Club Mesa. Club Mesa? That's that was, right. That was, That's that close was to me. Yeah. It is That's Diesel now or something. Uh, Detroit. Detroit, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, it. Yeah. It's around the corner where the cuckoo nest used to be. Yeah. So you guys are still Cal? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, uh, the, we're still, I mean, my, I grew up, there. we all grew up there, yeah. I live in LA now. She's, she's like, like hell right. <laughs> yeah, I'm used Fuck to it now. I just sleep. <laughs> See, I never had the prejudice, you know, yeah, there was weird stuff out of the time, but I always wanted to play there because the cats had to make hell rides to get to gigs. Yeah. But it was hard for pads to stay open now. It is. It's still, really it's, it's still And nobody picks where they're born, you know, it's still so stupid. Yeah. I know I played next to Disneyland at a rockabilly club. I played, you know, at a stock club by the beach. And, yeah. I mean, they've had them all. <laughs> you name it, man. A lot of it's strip all action. Oh, yeah. You know, but whatever. Yeah. I'm in the gig. Yeah. Pedro, we're playing a ballet school. It's not just an OC thing, it's kind of it, yeah, it definitely being outside of a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. There's, a, but you, there's either the biker bar or the ballet school in my town. <laughs> really? Wow. Or, or the sports I'd, bar. I'd go with the ballet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would, I would yeah, me too. Yeah. It sounds like a cool game. Yeah. Different yeah. kinds of pickup lines. They don't say nice tooth. <laughs> <laughs> nice toes. <laughs> nice pointed toes. <laughs> anyway, so how'd you get the band together? Who's, um, which one started it? Well, I, I write, I'm just a songwriter, and then... Um, Need somebody to play your songs? Yeah, I mean, I just, I was just, I didn't really think much of it. I was just writing songs and then started playing little coffee shops here and there. And then, but like uh, acoustic? Yeah, just me by myself, and then uh, just kind of grew into something else. There was an OC club down there that was a house. Coos? Coos, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was in Long Beach. Not, now it's in Long Beach. It well, right. was. I, I don't know if it's still there. Um, I don't think it's there anymore. But the owner, I think his name's Dennis. But for a while, it was a Chinese restaurant. Former. It's like yeah. a house that was a yeah. restaurant that was a gig. Coos, Coos, I played there with Nels Klein. I played with the Black Nels Gang there a couple times. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was Those people were very cool who ran. Yeah, Coos, yeah. Coos is awesome. And they were up against so much struggle. And they oh, kept it going nice. as long as they Total could. Total underground place that people love, yeah. The Irvine, by the way, they used the Anteater radio station. Really good. Oh, yeah. KUCI. They yeah. put it on the same fucking frequency as KXOU. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I don't know. So oh. it's the distance. That's, yeah. you got to get far to government distance. Yeah, we, we, did, we did a couple interviews there. 
Yeah, I love Case, yeah. yeah. Many times Ghost played on there. There's still cats. One of the guys there, he went on, and his name is Sam. Hmm. Yeah, it's called Acrobatics. He's got production coming. He got me to play with Jan Dick there. Oh, wow. You know the secret? Yeah. Yeah, I got That's to hang out with him. He talked to me for like three hours. Wow. <laughs> A representative from the forward industry. Very cool people. And finally he said, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So it was like this 100-minute song where he just went for it. <laughs> had the young guy from Health on drums who was shitting at pecan log. I said, I've done this before, you know, just, just don't drop the beat. <laughs> That's what I've been told. <laughs> That's what I've been told. My, my teacher said, don't stop playing. <laughs> Those so kind of situations, like right? You just kind of morph it. That was a trip. So I, I don't have a really, uh, I mean, yeah, there's the orange curtain, but I, I've never yeah. had that smog. It's not a thing, because I, I knew about, yeah, being Pedro, I mean, we're more, more working town. The people had all these fucking opinions about us without ever being, being yeah, our town. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just like media and, and stuff like that. Um, just stereotypical stuff that you find anywhere. But there are some pockets. streets you go down that are like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the one I had to bring my mom to a job? <laughs> and it was one of these ones that start from the freeway that goes to the water and strip malls on the entire oh, wow. time. I don't know. Maybe Beach Boulevard or something. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. They, and they've done it to parts of Pedro, too. And, of course, uh, Hoff, uh, Torrance has that whole Hoffman Boulevard dilemma. That actually was the first mega ball, so you can't blame O.C. for that. Oh, wow. But, yeah, these things were strip mall. And you're wondering, what do the kids do? Yeah. Do they I really mean, hang out in mall? But back to your music journey. You needed somebody to play your songs with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I never... Yeah. Uh, he... He actually took my demo that I had that was just me, and he added drums to it. I didn't know him very well, and, and he's and he's I coming to the gigs. Yeah, I, I don't know how he heard about it. You can say it. I mean, cool. Well, I mean, pretty much what happened was, was I remember some some people talking about you know, this guy's songs. So one day with MySpace, remember MySpace? Uh, yeah. I went to MySpace. I listened I think to Rupert music. Murdoch dropped about six hundred million dollars of it. Oh yeah. So I listened to the music, fell in love with it, went to a couple shows, and um, I paid a buddy to record my demo. You actually found him demo. through well, my waste of space play. We had played in different bands all all through the years. What, Shade Bills? We really um, uh, maybe once, but, but it was kind of like more of a deal where I was playing drums in the band and I, that I wanted to play with him. Not with him. You were in a parallel universe. Different kinds of music and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not. And I'm not a creep. Right, okay, I'm not a creep. Right. So I uh, didn't. But, uh, <laughs> I never thought. I'm, I'm just. Like I'm a drummer. Dude. What do you expect? Well, he, every every every. The drum is the heart. The drummer. The, I have so much respect. You'll see us play tonight. I put my drummer at the front of the stage. That's it. That's that's. I, you know, that's awesome. Of course, I'm the bass guy. That's was was the retarded dude you put in <laughs> right field, right? <laughs> Little league, right? right? So I had a lot of heart for the wow. rhythm section guy. No, no. With punk came, it made things a lot more equal. But in the old days, there was definitely hierarchy. Oh, totally. Yeah. And there was certain kinds of stereotypes. Yeah, he was supposed to be the stupid motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm trying to live up to that. But I don't think you're creepy. No. Well, thank you. You were just gravitating no, towards like the song. Something spoke to me about yeah. it. I. I Paid a buddy of mine to go to a rehearsal studio. I recorded drums over it. The 
best. I worked on it for a while, recorded drums over it, tried to get a hold of this guy for three months. Oh, you mean like your little, uh... Like my little demo? Acoustic guitar yeah. saying you want He had a drum drums. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, we ran into each other. He saw me, he ducked past, and he ran towards <laughs> right. the um, No, no, no. So he had to keep that vibe. I know, no, no. He's just weird anyways, but... You know, some songwriters are introverted. So anyways, we ended up um, we we ended up going out listening to the music I said. He no, he, he said come to my car, I wanna you listen to this. <laughs> he may force me to listen to it with him there with Which is his music with your drum. <laughs> when yes. I see something that I want, I go yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Right. So I'm standing by it. Some people what are hands for? They're for strangling, they're you know, just grabbing the motherfucker. Choke up on the back. <laughs> yes. So we went out to the car. All these baseball references. I was a catcher. Really? Yeah, I was a catcher. Now I'm a drummer. That was tough. I did it one season or something. I'd I grew up in Daisy Housing and I had to do Yeah, I, I caught more bats yeah. than balls. Yeah, <laughs> kids, little kids like all the bat. I caught so many like bats. The chest and the bats. throat. And the, yeah, I was yeah. weird. Also, dudes farting in your face. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking kids. Right? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, yeah. a lot of respect for the catcher, especially as you got older, because they had to back up first base. They had to run down oh, there yeah. and back the And I was slow, so I had to run down there. Like, you know, I, was, you know, I liked my ice cream and chicken McNuggets. You know, How'd you get into drums? Um, well, I, I just always wanted to play. I played on my steering wheel for years. I begged my parents when I was younger to play. Yeah. It wasn't until um, uh, they said if I didn't pick a piano, then I couldn't play drums. I didn't want to take a piano. But anyways, I bought a drum set when I was 17, when got a job, could, bought a drum your set, own, yeah. played six hours a day, and just worked my ass off, okay. you know? And how'd you get into guitar and singing? Um, I, my dad, my dad just, my dad sings, my mom sings. My you have music in your family? Yeah, like my brother is a touring musician for a singer-songwriter girl. Right! So, it was just... Side uh, mouse. Yeah, yeah, so like... It's That's a talent in itself, believe me. Like, I think music's a gift, you know. I really do. And, uh, what about bass? <laughs> how did I get into bass? She's like a bass, yeah. Um, I played in orchestra in middle school. school. I was playing violin. And one day... Like eighth grade, ninth grade? Uh, seventh grade. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then one day my uh, teacher... Well, they said, have an elective and you, you want to yeah, take music? Yeah, That's happened to me. Here, oh, why do you take the clarinet? Ten weeks. <laughs> Mr. Luna, his name was Luna. Yeah. Okay? He said, you try hard. <laughs> but you ain't got it. He goes, I want you to stop wasting your time, my time, and our time. Yeah, it's a whole class, you know, I'm like 13 now. So I never took another music You're class. You're holding clarinet like this. <laughs> no, I didn't know yet. You know, and I made do boom maybe a year later. His mom was doing on bass, but I was destroyed by that experience. But school, it, it fortified your experience. Yeah, uh, they needed a bass player. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like no one plays it big. Yeah. So, In the old days, it? only people from school played the bass. Oh yeah. It was all guitar players who couldn't get. A, everyone was playing guitar. We're talking the early seventies. Yeah, yeah. They're all playing guitar. So if you wanted a gig, play a little bass, because no one else wants to rock the bass. I think that's still true. <laughs> well, I think Flea, though, and Les, yeah. they kind of changed yeah. stuff. Well, well Like I was play. talking to Jonathan, he said he never did guitar. He went straight for bass. Hmm. Ain't that a trip? A good bass player is, is very hard to find these days. You know what I mean? The, like, if you're a great bass well, player. Well, also someone who you know, truly I mean, loves it, too. Yeah, and, exactly. You know what I mean? Has a passion for it. I think. Instead of just working it for yeah, a gig. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. 
So you, you did it for the school, mm-hmm. and then how'd you meet these guys? Because um, it seems like they, they two were together first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were doing that for like a couple, few years long before I started taking drum lessons from Goldie. And then, so you're a drummer too? Yes. Yeah, she uh, she's a good drummer. She's a good drummer. You can probably play anything because it's all about rhythm. This is why there's so much bullage on the drummer, because he has the power. Everybody else is doing little licks. We're not like millions of melodic things. They're little patterns. We're doing it too. Yeah. It's so much denial in this racket. <laughs> so you start playing drums, so that's the connect. Yeah. So when you guys, you, what, you, you relent and say, yes, I will play with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, like when you're, when you're writing acoustic style songs, like you don't picture drums right away immediately because yeah. it's just very intimate and stuff. So I, but he's such a great player that he knows where to. Do you do brushes? He does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that existed. Like I, I didn't know. You didn't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Maracas. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. no. So you guys get going, and then you bring the bass in. Yeah. So, so Sarah. How, um, I mean, we. That's a little. Yeah. She, she, she played guitar and piano for us too. <laughs> yeah. She plays. Oh, so you play those too? Yeah. A little bit. Uh, she plays well. She's pretty modest. Well, piano, right, girls. Yeah. When they're young, right? That's what I said. And a lot of people end up hating it, never want to play it again, because the, I found this a lot. They had a terrible experience with the piano teachers. Yeah. They're all belligerent, yeah. they're reading books, they don't care yeah. and shit. Yeah. And so when they get old enough, fuck this shit, and they never go back to it. Yeah. It's almost better to learn this stuff. You're thinking, man, you learn this as a kid, it's going to be great. But actually, with such negative experiences, they never want to do it again. It's very true, very true. So, yeah. okay. So you know all these things. God, I'm a thug. So that's the one I started with. I'm a thug. <laughs> I'm a thug. So, yeah, I mean, she, uh, she, I mean, she. So then you had to, like, settle for bass or what? No. Or you I, went back to it because you started in school, seventh grade. <laughs> and on the band, they don't want you on piano anymore or guitar. I kind of screwed things up. So, guys, <laughs> so coming on a bass and be a power trio. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, it, 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 we tried on a bunch of different things, and that was the one that, that made sense the most. I don't know, it just felt like she felt comfortable there. Yeah. And everything else she was very good at, but it didn't feel like that was her. Right. Now, the first tunes, they're your, your batch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because there was no band yet. Yeah, I mean. You I guys think, moved by, beyond the first batch, right? But no, no, we, we still haven't put out our first full length. No, but as far as writing songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I always, I think I'll always, I mean, I'm... Well, what they gave me was a little thing with only like four or five songs. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you a little record. I got your email now. So What's this thing called? Uh, this is called the Four, Step, four Steps and Corsets EP. It's an EP? Yeah, it's our That's first EP. Our first official EP. Um, okay. And then there's an album on top of that, so you recorded two things? Yeah, we'll see. So, like, we took, we, we took, we took three songs from the record and put it on the CP just to kind of get... get songs from the album are on this. Yeah. Three okay. songs from that, and then the record has 11, 11. So this has a special one. Yeah, it has a special extra one, where it's yeah, just yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, so really? It's like, just more special. Yeah. Wow. Go so who wears the corset? <laughs> well, she should. I mean, yeah, he does. It depends on what day of the week it is. all the ice Herman Gehrig. <laughs> Herman Gehrig. No. Uh, I should wear it, really, middle-aged. That kind. That kind. Well, actually, it's not very... So, so... What was, you guys did record, it, the, the album hasn't come out. It's done, yeah. But, but what was that like? What did you do? 
Um, it was, it's a long story, but we did, we tracked most of it in Burbank, and then uh, we had Mad Dog Studios, and, um, Oh, the Mad Dog used to be in Dust, Venice. Was yeah. it Dusty or Dusty? Dusty, Dusty yeah. yeah. That, we used to be guy. in Venice yeah. on Lincoln. Yeah. I did my Fly the Flannel album there in 91. Did you? That's awesome. My pop died during it. cancer. Oh, jeez. He was in nuclear engine rooms and ate him in nine months. Oh, wow. But I, I remember, it was the Gulf War. It was 91. Dusty, this was on Lincoln Boulevard, but he moved it. Yeah. To, to Burbank. South Lake. Such a good guy. He was a good guy. He used to tell us about like Roy Orbison and... And like, He's recording with all kinds of yeah. crap. I think he had, at that time, he had an Eve board. They mixed the bad company. Yeah, he still, still there. Dude, he has a, he reverb. has The bad company out. He has the what reverb? The um, plate reverb. Plate reverb, too. Yeah, that plate, that huge. Yeah, I mean, they're just big plates. There's like the, something, some Hitler reference as well. Uh, yeah, he told us that Hitler used to use those in uh, his speech. Talk. I don't think the ones that he owned. <laughs> no, but the same <laughs> kind of device. Yeah. Actually, the mics, those Neumanns and stuff, yeah. yeah, that's from those days. Yeah. So So that's where we tracked those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a, you can use a knife to cut your steak. Yeah. And you don't have to cut people, but, you know, some people are assholes. <laughs> God, I was just reading this Somebody gave me a 600-page book on Stalin, man. You want to... What a fucking nice sure, that motherfucker. No, all these people. All backstabbing motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. It's a bad story. And when I was a teenager, I read the Spear one, the decline, or rise and fall, or whatever, and it's the same kind of shit. Anyway, getting back to Dusty. So we share that lake. Yeah. What a That's trip. Awesome. And that was 21 years ago. Wow. Yeah, he, 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 I don't know. We, we met him uh, a couple times. Couple There's times. a lot of stuff from Burbank. That's where Kay does her sound, the bass lady in Dose. Of the oh, Black okay. Flag. There's a lot of, uh, in fact, that's kind of where all, almost the only studios are that aren't in people's houses anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's changed a lot. I made my first opera a place in Burbank called uh, Front Page. It's gone. Yeah, Mad, Mad Dog's in, the next gone door, too, but, Yeah, right. He sold it. And it's probably in some dude's house. Yeah, you're right. You know? Yeah. But as long as music's getting made with it. But it was a good experience. Yeah, it was. Fuck, if you were dusty, it must have been bitching. And so, what's the plan now? How'd you meet up with the Orcats? Um, well, they're in Burbank. Yeah, we met them uh, through... Jeff? Well, I met Jeff and then also through Michelle, who works with us. Yeah. Um, she works at Warner Brothers. Yeah. And that's that's the connection there. And we talked with a couple different labels and just work. I don't know, man. Something about them, just the vinyl part of it, the, the people. Yeah. It's the people. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we, we just signed a couple months ago with them. So it's, it's all new to so us. So, what's the plan now? Are you, uh, you going to go on a tour? Oh, gosh, I hope so, yeah. That's our. That, you I never toured, right? Yeah. No, yeah, that's right. And we're with APA. Yeah. Uh, we just got a booking awesome. agency. Wow. So we're excited. Like, I hope, you know, we just want to just jump off the cliff and see what happens. I've had the same agent guy 24 years, 25 years. Who is it? Steve Call. That's agency awesome. Agency yeah. in New York. I think, yeah, I think. I think but th this guy coming out of college. Yeah. One thing you got to, it is about people. So it watch totally out is. about the burning bridge and the stepping stone thing. Totally. It's, uh, there's an old saying, you know? Yeah. Kissing ass on the way up, sucking dick on the way down. Totally. Man, I mean... <laughs> but I would rather look at it like, there's hills and valleys. You know, yeah. I'd be like when you're touring, you look out the window. That other thing is a little brutal. <laughs> you know, saying, Definitely dusky, sends a picture. You know, Definitely sends a picture. But, uh, what, did, what did they say today in the paper? It said, oh, Jared's not a perfect guy, but he needs a friend. <laughs> 
Mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is about. But, but watch out about that. That's yeah, just the no, advice I would give. You. But what would be the advice that you would give uh, young people getting into this racket? Uh, I think I think to be true to what you believe in, and don't 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 look at what anyone else is doing, and just the just, inner voice. Yeah, to listen to your inner voice and try and shut everything else out. Try to find it. Try to find it. Yeah. Because there is a lot of merch. Yeah. What and then, going, what's your advice? Yeah. I, I think that's. I agree with that completely. I I think it's. I think going in, the most important thing for any young band or people is to have the patience and, and not expect everything to happen right away. And just totally. do it because yeah. if you don't love what you're doing, um, the odds are you're doing the wrong thing, you know? And uh, you're not going to last because it's grueling and it's, yeah. it's hard, but, but it's all worth it if you love what you're doing. That's what I agree. Totally. Sarah? Um, well, I'm still learning, but uh, I would say just if you have a passion for Look, man, that's my philosophy. Middle age, if it's taught me one thing, is keep learning. Stay yeah. a student. Everybody's got something to teach you. Totally. Some cat starting out. Yeah. That would be my advice. But I always ask people that on my show because uh, one reason I like a lot of different people talking about their journey is because they're all different. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch the VH1 or something, you think there's one way. You find the right manager or something. Totally. Yeah. But it's not. Everybody came a different path. That's why I asked you when you were young, how'd you get into even your instrument? Yeah. Because we all got different paths. And they're all valid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, guys. I got a while. All right. Okay, thanks for coming aboard. We're going to play some of your music now.
we could meet under the likeness of summer. And there's a chance we could fall under the highlight of winter. And there's a parked car that won't let me over. And there's one thing I'll regret, but you'd be the last. I'm just sick of the monsters that we chase every day. I'm just sick.
but, <laughs> but it's like you know there, there's like well, I, I don't know the exact it's mechanism like the pebble in the pond you know what I mean consequences you send, you send waves out yeah and, could have been and, from another life and even. they they bounce forever you know and, and so you want to have as positive an impact as you can yeah that's right. kind of my gig with it all uh you just heard uh Lullaby by the Chuck Dukowski Sextet. Uh, be, ahead of that was uh, Cap Gun Coup with My Boredom is Bored. Uh, Yellow Red Sparks in front of that with Monsters with Misdemeanors. Uh, Dot Hacker ahead of that with Discotech. We start all off with Hollowed Out Man, one of the parts of my hyphenated opera that I'm going to play in about 13 minutes. <laughs> but uh, God, we're at the end of the second hour of the June 14th, 2012 edition of Alfred Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three because I got Mr. Chuck Dukowski here. That's right. Hello. I go furthest back with this man. June 14, 2012. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. And here's a interview I did at the club. Satellite here. Mr. Chuck Dukowski. I don't know the story exactly how. I know about... Chuck had a band before Flag Called Worm. I don't know exactly how you got... From not playing to worm. From worm? No, no, not playing as a boy. To ah. worm. Well, I got kicked out of high school. Yeah. You know, and, and um, when I got kicked out of high school, it was like I, I turned a corner. I go, okay, I'm going to play bass. Now, why and bass? I practiced every day. Now, why bass? And not guitar? Not... I, I felt bass. Okay. A buddy of mine had a bass. You know, I'm so kind I, of biased this way, so I'm interested in it. I played his bass, and I was feeling the bass. Oh, you had a buddy with a bass? Yeah. He was a guitar player, but he had a bass. Two. And I loved his bass. It was okay. a nicer bass than any bass pretty much I had for many, many years. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I picked that thing up, and I loved it. And so i go over to his house and play his bass all the time. Oh. So then I Before you even had one. Right. Yeah. Then I bought a bass and went to Montgomery Ward, and I ordered yeah. it for 50 bucks. Yeah. And I, I bought that bass, and I played that bass every day. And like I'd sit there and watch all the kids going to school in the morning because I was not, I was on the booth. Right, right. <laughs> and, Scissors. And, um, and I like watch them. I sit there. I plug into my dad's stereo because he had these two. Big, no amp. Big, You're using a stereo. Yeah, yeah, two JBL D130s, 15s. Oh wow. He has a nice, you know, reflex cabinet. It sounded good. Yeah, yeah. And I played through that thing, and I, every morning I'd be there rocking it. You know, the kids going by looking at what's going on in there. And now, what are you doing? Are you just jamming, or are you playing the records? No, I'm just jamming. Because I couldn't play with the records, because I was using Because you're the using the stereo. Ah. I think that was actually big for me. That I, I think I, it was, too. I never... Because you didn't have to copy... I yeah. never got into... Because, you know, you're, you're in my era, and that's all people did. That's all we did. In fact, I couldn't hear bass. Now, Dee Boone's mom made me play bass. I didn't know what the fuck it was. Those arena rock shows were so far away. I knew it had... In the pictures, I could tell it was only four strings, but I didn't know they were bigger. They're more badass because they're, they're bigger. Bigger, but I didn't know that until I got a close on one, you know? I thought they were guitars that were skinnier necks. That's how stupid I was. And so, you know, when I meet Dee Boone, all he knows is rock and roll is Creedence. So I'm listening to this. I couldn't hear what the bass player's doing in that music. So I thought... I'll wear the flannels. Maybe if I wear John Fogarty's shirt, Steve Boone will like me. I could not hear the bass. I can hear it nowadays. But in those days, I had no sensitivity. They Muddy, kind of murky. 
I mean, Ooh. the England guys like uh, the Who and Jack Bruce and the Cream, you could hear that yeah, bass. Yeah. That and and our black guys like Jamerson and Larry Graham, right. R&B, you could hear the bass. But our rock guys were kind of blurry sounding, man. It was hard for me. Well, you could hear Jack Cassidy. Bless his point of ten. Right, that's some... some There's some bass, bass there. I, I you know what? I heard that, that. I heard that a little later. For the almonds, you know, boom, ba -da 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 -da, yeah. Now, uh, we ran out of time there. Had to go on stage, so we had to end the interview. And that was only about three minutes. Chuck has a big-ass story to tell. So a couple days later, via Skype, him and his pad, me and my Pedro pad, we finished uh, up the interview. So here's the rest of it here. Yeah, start recording this. Uh, where we left off was... You're playing through your pop stereo, and you ain't jamming the records because you can't because the stereo is being used for bass and not records. Right, right, yeah. I just jammed out, and then uh, I hooked up with a drummer and a guitar player and started going down that road. Yeah, well, how did that happen? Just um, I ran into this uh, kid who uh, said he was a drummer. I had been playing for a few weeks. Okay. And, um, you know, he what said you that he's like a guitar player, and he came over with this giant drum set and um, set it up in the living room, and we jammed out. You guys were jamming in the living room. <laughs> how, how did you meet him? I mean, at school? No, no because you, you, you had left school, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, he was a distant friend of a, another friend, you know, and we were hanging out, um... He just was there, and someone said, oh, he, I forget his name, but uh, he, he so-and-so plays drums. He had curly hair. He had Mitch Mitchell hair. <laughs> okay. That's a definite plus in my book. <laughs> Word. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, uh, he brought a, a Pedro he... guy um, who played drums, because I think that guy was from Torrance. Um, oh. I mean, not drums. He brought a Pedro guy who played guitar. He had a little Fender Mustang. Oh, I remember them. Yeah, a little Stang. Okay. Yeah, he he was a ripper. And but he's the friend of him. He's right. He was dislocated the, from you. Yeah. Further but, down the line. Yeah, right. The, the, the uh, Ke, who is it? Kevin Bacon or some? <laughs> that's six degrees. No, it wasn't Kevin Bacon. Um, no, no, but there's some. There's some. I remember I ran into him at uh, the Crimson Show at the Long Beach Arena. No, but After many years, you know, and there he was. I go, oh, and I still remembered his name then. No, somebody told me that if you go like six layers into any kind of relationship, somebody's related to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> right. Well, that's like they say the same type of thing about uh, the the genetics that everybody's related to Charlemagne. Well, I heard it was one out of twenty six actually has Genghis Khan's DNA. Well, there you go, and that guy got busy. <laughs> A lot of seed toss. Yeah, on the other hand, you know, he's out there, you know, coming back again, wiping them out. <laughs> yeah, right. But you know what? I read somewhere he was actually the inventor of diplomatic immunity. Who's that, Genghis? Yeah. Could be, you know, I don't know. It seems like those guys um, had a, a bad habit of, um, you know, one of the things that they would do would be... Um, Murder the emissary, you know, like the 
right. would would send a send a dude up and go, okay, let's discuss terms about my village here. You know, my village. We got a wall. You guys don't want to lose your dudes. I don't want to lose my dudes. Maybe if we don't fight, everything killed. Muerte, burn, pillage. Hmm. Uh, but maybe Genghis turned that around a little bit. Like you, you mean for dudes? Yeah, but you don't, or you don't kill the emissary. Uh, that, it abstracted the conflict to another level, maybe. I also heard that I he was... I mean, those dudes, they were like, they, they, they were pretty, uh, you know, brutal. That's, that's the world of dudes who um, didn't want to bother planting a crop. Yeah, they're, well, they're horse riders, right? Right, they're horse riders. And I don't they, think they even um, built towns. Oh, an arrow and a horse, you know. Apparently the Comanche started going on the same program once they got horses out here. Yeah, somebody told me that even the old Greek uh, ideas of the centaur is based on these eastern people. They thought they never got off their horses. Could be, you know. Apparently they didn't do much off their horses. That was one of the, the things that was a real challenge for people who... Uh, um, had to fight them. Yeah, you, uh, Chuck, do you remember a long time ago, uh, do you remember uh, reading B.F. Skinner? I remember you talking to me about B.F. Skinner. Yeah, I read B.F. Skinner. Yeah, so you've always been a man of ideas. Sure. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, I read all that stuff, you know. I mean, I, my but, training in psychology, so I had to read B.F. Skinner. And is this later, or is this during the time where you're jamming in the living room? Oh, Skinner, Skinner, I read later. Okay, it's later stuff. Okay, you know, I mean, I was in high school when I read um, when I uh, was jamming in the living room, or I was like I was out of high school. But no, no, no. Me? But Chuck, Chuck, I'm curious. What were you reading in this period? In this high school period? Oh, you know, I don't know, like sci-fi and... Uh, oh, me too. I was big on... Uh, See, you know on, what? I was big on Vonnegut and... Um, you know I what, liked, Chuck? Uh, um, People don't know... Who just passed away. Um, Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury. Mr. Ray Bradbury. And I like anything like that. I love... Chuck, and, Chuck. And, I talked... line and... Um, I talked to younger it, people and they don't understand this thing about the space race. Like me and you, we belong to the generation of the space race, and we were interested in science fiction. Well, my dad, he built those things. Is that true? Oh, wow, I didn't know. He designed the guidance systems for the newts and for the lunar lander and for all that shit. So, you know, the reason they could hit something was he did the, you know, the, the math to make it and worked out the technical stuff to make it possible. Damn. So you're you're kind of from... He's an engineer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're from... Oh, God. I never knew, Chuck. He's a ground floor dude on that. You know, he but, grew up on uh, the, the first wave of sci-fi. Right, right, right. But but our generation, it's, it's hard to explain to people. If you grew up in, you know, grade school in the 60s, you were taught about the space race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then they like well, play with it, you know. We'd have the little resistors and all the the crap he would bring home from from work, <laughs> and um, you know, pretend to make make shit, <laughs> make shit happen. Right. Well, we made we made rockets. My buddies and I we made rockets and bombs and shit. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> we blow him up in that tunnel. Oh, really? Hitler? Yeah. Uh, uh, for the radio people, Hitler was a tunnel that went between Navy housing and the graveyard, and it went under Western Avenue. Right. Yeah. And our neighborhood. Because that's where you are. You're on the other side of Western. I was right. on the east side of Western. Yeah. Well, you were down all the way down there by um, Peck Park. Even more north. I'm, I'm, I'm across. I'm closer to Dotson. Really? Oh, that's where I lived. So you were in that Navy housing down the street. That's right. That's right. Do you remember that Navy housing? Oh, yeah. Chuck, you're one of the only dudes I've ever talked to who does know. Because all those Navy dudes, they all, you know how Navy people are, they move. I don't know any of those cats. Well, most of there was, I knew some people who lived there. And then when I was a kid, when I was really little, that shit was PT boats and landing craft and, and <laughs> old um, um, sea mines. You know, the, the, the mines that they would um, tether to the bottom. Yeah. And, and it was a bunch of, like giant stacks of those in pyramids. And um, rows and rows and rows of PT boats and landing craft. <laughs> We'd like go across, and they patrolled that stuff too. You know, oh, they had yeah, these oh, big yeah. watchtowers, and oh, they yeah. patrol it. But as kids, we'd sneak through the tunnel, and, and um, it was a big thrill to poke your head up there, and then you get all afraid and run back through the tunnel. <laughs> you know, there was other tunnels. Remember, because the fields there was a uh, condos and track homes. That was Lockman's farm. Right, yeah, I knew the Lockman girls. Okay, right, and it was a dairy. Right, we used to I buy and bang shit there for like... I, I, I slung shit there too. It was two cents to fill the sack and two cents to staple. Right, we'd work a team, you know? Fuck, so we shared that too, Chuck. Oh, God damn. We played okay. in those fields there, you know, the bulls chasing. Sure, and there was a polywog pond. Yeah, yeah, we catch the frogs. Mm-hmm. Take them home. Right, right, fly. right. <laughs> Fuck, I, yeah, I could tell you stories about that shit. Anyway, you guys are jamming in the living room. You're not, Word up. But you're not from the... You're not a guy who copies records, so you guys are doing actual jams. Actual jams and, and like, some real simple songs. Like, I remember we did Crossroader and some some stuff like that. Okay. I learned rock and roll hoochie coo. Oh, oh, white trash. Uh, Edgar Winter, Rick Derringer. Yeah. Right, right. That's like the most complicated it got. There's Most of it was like, you know, that, that simple one note stuff so you could jam out. <laughs> modal. I think Miles would call it modal. <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> so, modal. now, now how well, do you... Interesting concept, you know, because it's like, you know, you can go, to me, you can go modal, and you can stay, say you're, you're, you're using A as a root, but yeah. you switch to, um, I don't know, Dorian, and, and um, then uh, you're playing in, what is that one, a G or a D scale? Um, you, you know, so you, you're, you're playing in the other key scale, but your root is still on A. Okay, yeah, right. Uh, actually, it, it, it rock, feel like you're you're dissonant. Like if you're you know you're playing in a, a C C minor scale, but you're in A. Um, you know, so your your notes are are um, you know it sounds all dissonant and and um, what's the word um, dimin uh, diminished? Diminished. Sounds diminished. Yeah. 
Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so where do you take it from here? Oh, I don't know. I, I went off and you know, just kept going. With these same cats? No, no, those cats went away. Uh, they went away because... I went off with the guy who started jamming with my buddy from, uh, from high school, the guy who had the bass, and uh, jamming with um, my friend, uh, my other guy, who used to go to Connie Ed, who was the guitar player for Worm, except he wasn't a guitar player yet. Um, he's a trumpeter. And um, he used to play, we used to play piano and other instruments until one day I uh, borrowed a guitar player from a guy at college and uh, brought a guitar from a guy at college and brought it home and stuck it in his hands. Oh. Like guitar, man. Okay. And this Holy is shit, at, you're left-handed. Ah, oh, man. This is Ed Denke. Yeah. Ed Denke. Uh, he's no longer with us. Well, or, or on the other dimension, but uh, that that's the worm man. Yeah. So this is the connection with worm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to have a band. I needed a guitar player, so I made my best friend a guitar player. Right, and you left those other two cats, like you 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 did your uh, tutelage. Right, they were ahead of me. You know, they they knew what they were doing. Oh. But I was like. Totally in the When I jam with those guys, I've been playing for a month. Yeah. You know, maybe. <laughs> what was that like? Were you afraid? Yeah, you know, I'm not afraid, but, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was like, okay, here I am. Okay. You and know, how, just what do I do? You know. Yeah, but how, how long did that go on? Yeah, not, not so long, you know. Okay. We, we did it but, a few but times. You, you got enough confidence that you said, okay, I want my own band. I'm going to get my old buddy Ed on the guitar. What? How did the drumming come? We didn't have drumming for a long time. Drumming was always a problem. Okay. You know, we've done... Do, do different, you know, different people and different stuff and not have drum kits and jam a lot with no drummer. And any time we could come up with someone who would do anything rhythmically, we were stoked. And is this still in the living room of your pad? And other living rooms. My buddy that, that uh, had the bass, yeah. he had a sweet pad. He, he lived in a, a model home, you know? And the model homes had uh, converted garages that they used for the sales offices. And that was his bedroom. That, that was a sweet setup. Yeah, yeah. And so then we would jam out there, too. Oh, okay. And this is the band that becomes Worm. Well, you know, Ed and I became Worm. The other people, we had one friend who was an accomplished guitar player, and uh, he would um, help us out occasionally and make it sound good. (laughs) Okay. but, but, But the drumming thing was a revolving kind of trip. Or not, you know, like you a, mean, a vacancy. You mean, you, you mean, you, what you're trying to tell me is you and Ed and maybe this other guitar man would jam with no drums. Right, for years and years. And wow. You know. So in a way, you were the drummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I hold the rhythm, you know, with the, with the bass. Wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. 
Well, I started on drums, you know, so to me, bass, that's part of bass. Anchorman. You heard the bridge and instrument. Anchorman. And it's, it's deeper than that, as you well know. You're the bridge instrument for everything. Oh, yeah, bridge, because we're kind of different things at the same time. Oh, you, yeah. you support the... You, you, you bring the rhythm to the, 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 the harmony and melody, um, and you hook the two together. You know, it's like you can only... To me, I can only be as good as my drummer. Um, yeah, I agree. And... Um, you know, but but you're also linked to what everybody else is doing, so you can also only be you know with as your as your guitar player, and or your you know whoever's playing those instruments that are in the higher ranges, and, and um, you know it, it's all linked together. And then the vocals are really important to what you're doing too. It's like it's it's important to the the rhythm and the the way that if you got vocals going, you know, what, what I'm doing on bass is really important in, to link up with the vocals. I spend, you know, it's like, it's, it's natural and also it, it's what sounds good. Both the rhythm of what the vocalist is doing and the harmony melody of what the vocalist is doing. Now, uh, are you listening to other bass players on this kind of plane with this kind of consciousness? Even when I was a kid? No, no, no. I, I, I was not very conscious of anything. Okay. Uh, but, you know, my favorite bass players were, were Geezer and uh, Jack Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, respect. And, and, I, and I like um, Noel Redding, too. People diss that guy. I think he's really good. Um, oh, because he was a guitar player. I think people lame out on him. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's like Hendrix and Mish. They need someone like that. They, they're, you know, that's not the normal drum guitar mix either. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, uh, there's this, uh, you're still in the living room. When does it move to the church? Oh, that's a million years later. Oh, oh, you know, okay. it's like the living room okay. is, is 71, mm -hmm. 72 in yeah. there. Yeah. You know, that's the living room, formative years, you know, infancy. Yeah. You know, so, so, so then we, we um, you know, Ed and I, we go to college. Yeah. And uh, all those other dudes, they go away. And, and so that strips it down. It's just Ed and I. And um, we put together Worm, really, in college. And by the way, we drafted a good buddy um, as a drummer and uh, borrowed drum sets to hook him up. And um, we would jam. We put together a three-piece. He didn't have his own drums? Uh, I think eventually he got some drums, okay. but mostly we would just borrow other people's drums for him. Okay. And he'd show up and jam. You know, right, right. That's what his prax was when you could get the drums up for him. Right, right. So, so and he lived in San Diego, you know, so Jesus. he was in San Diego. I mean, he, for a minute he went to college with, with Ed down here in L.A., and um, what we would do is we'd pull together in one of the three locations, we'd pull together a big session, like usually like one of the times when the school was out. Okay, so it's, now it's Thanksgiving, you've got four days free, no one's around. Right. Boom, there we are. You know, we're like taking over a dorm or we're taking over an apartment and, and we're jamming out the whole time. And we just go crazy. 
and, and uh, we did that. And, and then we got more and more involved, and uh, we learned to put together campus organizations at our different schools, and we were able to get access to all the halls on the different campuses and uh, use those. And so then we could do it on weekends, and we started doing it on weekends. And, um, just any weekend, we just get together and drive down to LA, or they drive up to Santa Barbara. We jam out, surf, jam out, hang out, jam out. You know, yeah. just keep going. And we do that all the time. You know, and so then once um, Did you, you know the summer comes and you do it even more, and then uh, you know then it's all over and it's time to get serious. Okay. Do you remember writing your first tunes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, pretty much that's what we did. You know, you get it together, jam, and make a tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, eventually, Worm works up this big catalog of songs. Catalog of songs. Yeah, yeah. What about gigs? We didn't play any gigs, pretty much. We played some, you know, like did uh, parties at the schools, and um, we would, uh, I remember we, we played a, a party at the Chancellor of Occidental College's um, uh, house. I think it was like his birthday or something. Some some crap. There were all these people all over. <laughs> it was full on, and, and I think we were, we were comic relief. Okay. <laughs> some tap. We so, they were so used to hating us for um, making noise that they, they had us play so that they could, you know, uh, mimic being the, the problem. Okay. So, th- for the people listening, this is before punk. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So what happens when the punk thing comes? Like 76, you know, it's, it's like the Ramones come through in 76. Sure. Man, I was already listening to uh, Stooges and, and uh, The Five um, in uh, that era. That's like when I became aware of that stuff. Um, and um, then I come home from school for that summer. And, and um, they, um, you know, the, the stuff started happening here in L.A. Uh, summer of 76. Yeah. And um, the K-Rock had, uh, Rodney had the K-Rock Cabaret, and um, the dogs were doing shows. Starwood? Starwood? That was still cover bands. No, um, I, I saw the dogs at the Starwood. And New Order, did you get to see New Order? I didn't see New Order. Okay. Um, you know, I, I didn't. That was right. I saw the dog a lot of times, but not at the start. I don't think I saw them. No, I saw them at the start. They played in the start with. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw them. I saw they did them. these things with, uh, like, called Radio Free Hollywood. I guess that's a little later. That's the that's 77 summer. 76 summer was really formative. That's like the Ramones came through for the first time. And um, I was living in, in town here and painting. In houses and shit, and, and um, trying to trying to get some rock going, and um, living there in uh, my mom's pad, and um, you know thinking about uh, cutting and cutting the school loose, but we all ended up going back for one more year and finishing it up, okay, and um, doing it to the next summer. Okay, so uh, when does the church come in? Well, the church comes in after, like, okay, so the end of, set, the end of 
the um, winter, spring, the end of set, like the summer of uh, when 76 and 70. Yeah, 76. I guess that's 75, 76? You know, it's like that, that last uh, year of school. Um, graduated in that 76. And um, then winter. Um, so then we got out of school. Like I guess it's still 76. It's summer of 76. So I guess it was the year before that the K Rock Cabaret had its earliest stuff. Um, but um, class of '76 we at San Pedro High is me, D. Boone, and Georgie. Yeah, I, 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 after the teacher strike, my parents took me out of San Pedro High. <laughs> it, it, that, that was crazy, though. The teachers went on strike, you know, yeah, and we got remember. off from 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 Christmas vacation until Easter vacation. You didn't have to go to school. <laughs> That was pretty pretty epic and crazy. Um, and the, the high school lost its accreditation, and, and um, it was kind of a meltdown over there with the public schools. Yeah. And my parents put me in this other school. That's where I met my friend Ed. Um, but uh, oh yeah, because anyway, where where's Ed from? Is he Hermosa? Or? He's from um, PB, right up over there by. Oh, he's you know, PB where too. They, Okay. They find about the surf spots above indicator there in the cove. Yeah, right. He lives over there. His mom was the principal of uh, South Shore Elementary. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's <laughs> a funny connection. Um, that, that, that's the most west uh, part of Pedro. Right, yeah, the South Shores. I mean, we had a guy from South Shores in my homeroom in Pedro. Wow. <laughs> okay. You got a little mixing of the classes. <laughs> you got some beef for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, then tell me what's the connection with the beach towns? Why didn't you guys go east? Why did you go north? Well, anyway, so so once I got out of school, we went through we went through a series of living in a bunch of underground paths, you know, um, all sorts of weird places. Two of them were in Pedro. And um, one of them was in Long Beach, and, and then uh, also Torrance. And we, after a parade of getting run out of these things, um, we ended up in a um, abandoned restaurant bathhouse in Hermosa Beach. <laughs> a bathhouse. Yeah, it was like upstairs. There was like changing rooms and, and uh, steam rooms and stuff for people to go to the beach. And then downstairs they had umbrella rental and a and a like a tiki themed bar restaurant. And but it was all abandoned. And so we moved in, took over this giant room in it, and turned it into a rehearsal pad. And we're living there. And we met all the the black. You know, I met um, Keith. And he introduced us to the rest of the guys. Oh, and, this is how it all happened. Yeah, you know, we're just hanging out on the um, on the um, they call it the Strand down there, the yeah, Strand, in right, Hermosa, right. And um, we moved there. He's like, "Wow, let's let's aim high with our new pad and see if we can get a good, you know, cool pad at the beach." You know, and we're walking down the Strand and we saw this um, faded out for rent sign and called the number, and there we were. Damn. And, uh, we were living there, you know, and so from there, um, 
we met Keith and we met Megan and then Worm and uh, Panic, which would later reform with me and it become Black Flag, um, was uh, you know we we met and we hung out and we played played in the that place we called it the Wormhole, right? Um, every night, every day. The Wormhole and, was actually uh, uh, the Wormhole was actually this tiki pad because I heard the Wormhole was also one of the prac pads at the church. No, wormhole was down at the beach. Okay, okay, like right on the strand. Okay, and uh, so anyway, but you can see the church from the wormhole out the back of the upstairs, or if you went outside and stood on the street, you could see the church. It was straight up the hill. Yeah, and um, so you know when when uh, the wormhole crashed and burned, and worm uh, went away, and. Um, I was went full time with uh, Panic, and, and um, then we were jamming at the church. Okay, okay. And uh, you put in many. Uh, well, some people say it's not the years; it's the miles. So you put in the miles with the Black Flag. Uh, Chuck Dukowski Sextet. How does that come about? Well, like the. Um, CD6, it's um, set 90, I, I busted my hand in 95, end of 95, coming in 96, or was it beginning of 90, somewhere in there, I busted my hand, I was, they put me out for a year, um, in terms of the plan, and um, it took a, quite a while to, to rehab, and, and um, I didn't have a band, and uh, I, I, I wanted to start a band. And uh, Laura bought me that uh, five string I play now, and it started, I think, to go me on, you know. Oh, and, okay. And uh, I put together um, the the sextet. Oh, so, Chuck, I forgot one band. There's a band in between, Swa. Right, and then the reformation of Worm too. That's um, right. And, oh, I'm sorry. And United Gang members and October Passion. The faction, <laughs> that's right, with Joe Biden. The whole pile of stuff went on in there. Yeah, um, right, right, right. I'm sorry, know, I'm sorry. A couple of those groups were built around um, Greg Cameron, because um, Greg Cameron and I um, were, uh, we had a um, copacetic vibe musically. Uh, he's a drummer, he's an amazing drummer, um, and I could tell the vibe was right, right away, even though he couldn't play very well yet. Uh, he's a young guy, he's like 16 or 17, and he is playing downstairs, and I heard him going, and uh, I, this is, this is, I hadn't hurt myself or anything, I just wasn't in black fly, I wasn't doing anything, and uh, I was upstairs, and so I just would go down and jam out with him, and it, it started out really remedial, and got more and more advanced, um, and uh, he's a, a great drummer, and good sense of rhythm and, and uh, has a, a good feel for me yeah. um, and uh, so you know we we, um, we got going and, together and um, did uh, October Fashion and uh, the swap the seals with Anders um, together um, and um, that's important you say that seals with Anders because I've heard some people uh Try to say it's an abbreviation for swastika. Uh, it's not an abbreviation for for that. No, I'm not into that. It's an acronym. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
Actually, I was a big like fan. On the, on the third record, we tried to be blunt about that while still toying with it. Yeah, I, um, me, myself, I was a big fan of Swa. I liked much. Yeah, yeah I, I thought, thought it, was, it was good music, you know. And um, uh, Richie Ford on the guitar, Meryl Ward on the singing. Well, a bunch of guitar players, you know, really, you know, because if you think about it, we had Ray Cooper. Ray, Ray, right, right, from the Descent. Richie Ford, before anybody heard it, we had uh, Ted Falcone. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's like, like he's responsible for the seals with antlers. Okay, okay. Wow, I didn't and, know that. And, um... So to move it up forward, Laura gives you this five-string bass, and this helps with your healing of your hand. Yeah, yeah in my mind, you know? It's, it's like, like I, I was, I, I had, to, I just threw, I said, you know what, this whole SSP world, this shit's ill. Um, I need to get away from this guy, um, Greg, and um, be in a healthier body, get a healthier mind around mental environment. And uh, I quit in 97. And you know, he didn't want me to play. It's like it was a bad scene. And bullshit with other people, too, um, and playing people off. It was a bad scene. And I just, I, I felt like I had to get out of there. And, but I was afraid it had been my life, you know? Sure, sure. And, but I, I did it. And I got out of there. And um, I moved in. Laura and I moved in together. We got married and we moved in together up here in, on the west side. And uh, she hooked me up with the bass and uh, moved me, encouraged me to uh, start something. And, um, so then uh, I did, you know, and I worked with the drummer I been, uh, did the uh, United Gang members with because I, I well, IP also had a good vibe with me. And um, so I started jamming out with him and uh, it took me a minute to learn that fiber and to get my, uh, my hand working properly again. Sure. And I started bringing in other players. And at some point I brought in Laura. Uh, I was like... You know, I knew, I knew she could sing well, and I thought, and, you know, I had a deep emotional power, and um, also in, in a family environment, I felt like, you know, what, you, you either, either you, you either have something that divides you and keeps you apart, or something that, that pulls you together, and I chose the latter, and so I brought her in. Right. And, and I kept making that choice to bring people in that well, to work close to me. What about the guitar man? Well, that took a minute. We started out with just uh, I, the first call I made was Lynn Johnston. Uh, sax. Once, we, once I had the rhythm thing um, down, um, I, went, uh, I, I was curious to play with uh, someone besides a guitar player. I'd never done it. Sure. sure. You know, so I brought in uh, him, and then he brought uh, another guy uh, who played a played saxophone, and Lynn would jump between sax and clarinet, and the two of them would get nuts, and, and that was cool. And then uh, they brought another guy named Noah, who was a kind of a, a prog jazz bow um, guitarist, and uh, so we had for a while there we were doing like that, and I brought Lori in on that, and, and we were doing. Uh, Freeform composition um, and uh, as a six-piece like that, 
And um, then uh, the guitar player and the other woodwind went away, and um, we were down to four piece. We jammed for a while like that. And uh, when we recorded, uh, Milo came in. Uh, he was 16 at the time. He'd been playing guitar for about a year, um, something like that, maybe, maybe, yeah, about a year. And I thought he was good. And uh, so he came in when we recorded the first time. And, um, you know, he just kept um, carving out a bigger and bigger um, piece of the sound until he became the only uh, guy in the uh, upper registers doing the, the melody harmony. Because Lynn Johnson left. Lynn Johnson got sick and left, yeah. Uh, he, he had to step out. And so the sextet is actually a quartet. It is now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you still keep the name. Yeah. What the hell? We were, we were it was never pinned to the, the number really. I just thought it was, you know, fun to be um um not literal yeah. in that way. Yeah. You know, to have it not make sense. And then uh you got the you guys made an album. We made an album, uh, like we, we were doing a gig over at uh, the Knitting Factory here in L.A., Holly. and um, Fleet walked up to me and he says, you want to record in my home studio? And uh, so we did, and um, that's when we made our first album. Whoa. And then uh, a year and a half later, he had a nice, nice setup there. That, that place burned down. Yeah. That's sad. Um, I guess the the gear and all the stuff and all the amazing things he had there got saved, but the pad was sweet too. So yeah, um, they're super nice people. Um, please, sweet and a true artist. Yeah, and great player. Um. Anyway, so we we did that album. That album's called Eat My Life. That's our first album. And it mostly features uh, Lynn, but it also has uh, Milo on it and uh, Joe Biza. And Joe Biza does an amazing job. That's right. Uh, on a song called um, Freedom. And, um, and then uh, Mario Lolly from Fatsal Jetson and Young Man. He plays on um, the title song. And uh, another one. Um, what is, what's it called? Um, oh, I don't remember the title. Something about the endless death. Um, and, uh, yeah, I liked all that. That was good. Um, then we recorded another one about a year, a year and a half later, um, called um, Reverse the Polarity, like, <laughs> like what Captain Kirk would say. You know, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Spock? Or maybe Scotty well, first the polarity. <laughs> you know, then everybody all this hate would be love and and all this war would be peace and stuff would be a lot better. Yeah. Reverse the polarity. So Chuck, do you remember the one with Frank Gorshin where he's black on one side, white on the other, but his nemesis is a, a mirror of him. White and black? Yeah. Right, it's like the Sneetches or something. 
Yeah, do you remember that? They were like, you know, because Kirk can't understand the conflict. He said, look, he's black on the right side. I'm black on the left side. Right, I'm dyslexic. I don't understand. <laughs> Give me a break, man. <laughs> so, this stuff's buff, you know, the fives and the S's. And, ah! <laughs> right, right. It's too complicated. So, okay, you make that album. Uh, uh, yeah, or did the art? Yeah. I'm looking in reverse. It's got a beautiful art. But but that's kind of the transition album. Lynn bows out. It's mm-hmm. a more a Milo thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is. It's like when we recorded it. Um, I fully expected it to feature Lynn, um, but then uh, he 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 couldn't pull it. It's like he's just too sick. And um, so I ended up being, um, you know, Milo's tracks, which were mostly designed to be backing tracks. Um, luckily, he volunteered some more, um, you know, some more lead playing and whatnot um, while, um, while he was tracking. And, and so when it came down and we, we were left holding the bag, we still had, we had something to mix up. You had, you had <laughs> and, shit in the sack. And, um, you had shit in the sack. Say what? You had shit in the sack. Right, right. We had we had some stuff to mix up, and I think the record's really good. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that ends up featuring Milo, and um, you know, and it's got Tony Tournay too, the the Jetson drummer. He was playing drums with us at that point too. Okay. Uh, what about the man I saw Thursday? The Slayer. Yeah, Ashton. Ashton. Yeah, Ashton. I, I, Ashton's great. Um, no, but how does he that. come? How does he come on board? Um, well, let's see. For uh, about a year after, um, for a little while there, um, we were we were jamming with Tornay, and he just wasn't giving us any time to practice, and so we started jamming out with um, the drummer from uh, Insects versus Robots, Milo's band. Right, and uh, he was playing with us um, when Tony wasn't around, and um, so um, at a certain point, I just said, like, why mess with both of these? What this artificial separation, and, and you know, let Tornay do his stuff with Jackson, which is one of my favorite bands, and, and um, just focus in with the crew that's closer to home here not having to make the trek across town to jam out and um, so we, we jammed for about a year with uh, Tony Peluso who was the, the guy from Insects versus Robots and um, we recorded about half of the new album with him and um, but it, it was kind of the same deal he, he wasn't giving us enough time uh, jams wise and and um, I started jamming out with, um, I was producing uh, uh, some stuff for this group, The Shrine, who are a great group uh, here in uh, Venice. And Ashton was rolling up and, you know, being a really enthusiastic presence uh, at the sessions. Yeah. And this guy's great. And I, I thought to myself, didn't this guy play in Rabies? Rabies was like the last great hardcore band. And um, we had done some gigs with them around town, and um, 
Wasn't he the drummer in Rabies? And, and Josh uh, from Shrine said, yeah, yeah, he played in the Rabies. He was the drummer for Rabies. And, and I went, damn, you know. And so I asked him, he wanted you know, because I knew he was playing bass in Voodoo Merchant. And I asked him if he, you know, was down to still play some drums. And, and uh, he said, sure. And in fact, he'd been wanting to. And so then he and I started getting together on uh, one day a week and just jamming out, the, the two of us. And, and uh, then at a certain point down the line, I just, it's kind of the same deal. It's like, you know, let's, let's, let's focus in where, where it's got a good natural energy and um, work on that more. And so uh, we focused in with, uh, with uh, Ashton and he finished out the album and uh, did the uh, second half of it. And um, now he's our drummer. We love him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hat. <laughs> that hat. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ashton's got, you know, I, the first time I saw the hat, but he's got the personality that's going to bring that hat. <laughs> you know, it's like, I feel like the, the people, there's a lot to be made about the, you know, he, he's just got uh, uh, a lot of enthusiasm um, about life. And, Which is priceless. I love it. The hat, you know, that's representative of it. Okay. Um, With the beard. <laughs> he's lots of hair. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got the, the, the hair, the beard, the so, hair, the uh, hat. <laughs> right. He's, he's his know, own. He's, he's, he's his like own one man. of the, the, you know, the, the like, you know, you, the, the not pert approach <laughs> to um, being a drummer. You got those two schools, the, the like, the... the the crazy man, you know, the the Keith Moon approach or, right. or the Neil Peart approach. You know, right. like, and, and so this is the, the, the Moon approach to things. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm with that, you know. I mean, I go with, you know, I played a lot with a lot of the Peart side. Sure, you know, sure, sure. Over the years, mostly that side. Um, sure. But um, Ashton's the, the loosey-goosey approach to things and I appreciate that it's fun yeah what, what's future plans for the sextet say what future plans oh, when, when we, well we're going to plan a gig this uh, Friday okay uh, over at House of Blues and uh, we got uh, we play all the time you know play every week or two here in LA and uh, you, know, anywhere uh, where, you know I can within driving distance or if someone will uh, you know as long as they don't have to, uh, you know, if someone will give me a place to stay, then I'll roll out to their thing, you know? Sure, uh, sure. What about an album? Do you uh, plan on making an album with Ashton from the ground up? Oh, fully, fully. Yeah, we're already working on that. Okay. You know, we've got the new album coming out. It comes out uh, Tuesday. And is uh, Ashton on all those tracks? No, he's on half those tracks. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Haunted. That's the new album. Um, thank you, Org Records, for, for stepping up and uh, making it possible for us to have an album. Which, or, um, which is actually the third. Of, it's the third Sextet album. Yeah, third Sextet album. First one with uh, that label. First one. First time I've uh, done a record with a label that I wasn't the dude who made it happen. <laughs> made the label happen, you know. 
Um, so that's an interesting transition for me. You, you've been doing, doing pretty much of that. You had no alliance, but you reported with uh, SST and Sony and oh, sure. probably a pile of other labels. But, but this my first, first time doing something but you like know, that. You know, Chuck, I, I went and made my own label again. I have Clenched Wrench now. My well, last, that's awesome. My last three releases, and it's in association with the org music people. Well, cool. So they're working with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's kind of a, a co-op thing. That's great. So, and you know, New Alliance was a total, uh, you guys inspired us. What can I say? Uh, us Minutemen were so inspired by you guys, your whole paradigm. We were so, and to be with you all these years later is such a righteous thing. Well, cool, Mike. Thank you. And you know, um, and you got a lot of... <laughs> Well, thank you. But you got a lot under your belt. So I'm wondering if somebody asked you to give some advice to young people getting into music, what would that be? Oh, play a lot. That's the most important thing. You know, let's talk more jams. Okay. I think that's You know, it's to persist. You know, work hard and persist. You have to be, it's those important about the music and all the things that are extracurricular to the music. You know, the hardest thing about a band is personnel, not the music, though. Um, and that's where the persisting and get, not getting all caught up in, in sidetracked with personality stuff is important. Uh, really easy to do. Um, and, uh, and, you know, yeah, and bands go down to that stuff and it's a real tragedy because no one needs to they don't need to do it it's like they don't really hate each other they just get caught up oh you're, and, ta- you're, you're talking about drama I'm talking yeah personnel you know it's like keeping a group together you gotta to persist you have to have a band that stays together you need a crew yeah, yeah, you need a crew, and you need to actually sail sail across the ocean, you know? It's like, okay, Columbus, what was it, eight weeks or something? Yeah. Um, you know, no, so was, I think it was... He, uh, he had the Chuck, I think it was three... Ship. I think it was three months. Was it? Yeah. I was just in Seville, you know, where he set sail from. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you need a crew that, that is less prone to drama. Or at least keeps that internal. <laughs> you know, it's like, as long as you keep going, it doesn't matter how dramatic you are. But you got to keep going. Okay. So you, you, know, you, you can squabble, you can make a lot of noise, right. but, but you need to keep going. Right. And you keep going. The more focused you are, the better. You know, I mean, it's like you see yeah, the, the Shrine guys are very focused. And, yeah, and sure. So now three years or so on, they're starting to push through a little bit. Because right. it takes a long time, you know. It doesn't happen. People, the schools teach you that stuff happens in a semester or a year, yeah. and nothing happens that quick. Yeah. It takes several years to even poke your nose up of cons- uh, consistent effort. And people, you know, you, you need to go after it and, and have a, and it needs to be driven by the love. You know, if it's driven by love, it'll be easier to go after it and keep pushing. 
um, and keep playing. And then you, you need to not, you know, driven by you need to, you know, not lose track of the music. The music has to be good, you know. It's like it's like what are people buying, you know? So you're saying you need focus and you need to be relentless. Yeah, and you need to be and you gotta keep the spirit while you're doing it, which is part of the focus, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, I know. I I, I, I hear you. Because <laughs> that's what you're selling, you know, you're selling the spirit. You know, you people think you're selling you know, it's like what are people there for? They're there to feel the vibe. You know? It's like that's people lose track of that and that's where people try to you know, someone will oh I'll take it over and rah, rah, rah. but no one's no one's really you gotta be so compelling as a because really a rock band is about people working together. That's what's special about humans, you know, is we work together. Um, and the problem, and, a big problem, is we get distracted. Sure, but in, and that's in, in in our in our lives. Like I said, I think some of that's not by accident. I think um, um, we're trained to distraction because there's people who would like to provide the focus for us. Ah, yeah. Uh, a, a gatekeeper or, or a toll booth monitor. Uh, an employer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a government. Yeah. Right. So you know, Who works for the employer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. Principles. Some principle. <laughs> uh, yeah, like in, you mean principle like the, the school. <laughs> Oh yeah, the PAL, P-A-L, not P-L-E. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, look, I think that's great advice, and actually, I try to work that into my hustle. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being on the show, Chuck. I mean, to me, like I said, from the old days, big inspiration, and you never gave up. Well, it's not about giving up, is it? it it's about doing what you have, what you, what you're meant to do. That's another big thing. Is uh, I've noticed that people who um, are doing what they're meant to do, because the Eastern religion thing, they, they're not off track there, you know. You, you, they, or the hippies, you know. It's like you got to find yourself, and then, then uh, once you are doing what you're meant to be, um, then the power lines up behind you, you know, and uh, stuff happens. It's like surfing or something. You, you know, you got the, you get up on the wave and, and now you're jamming, you know, it's and as long as you're in the, in the, the pocket of that wave, you're moving. And, and, and um, you know, but if you decide to fight it or something, you're going to dissipate your energies, or at least you're not going to, you know, you're just out there paddling, you know, you're not going to move nearly as well as when you're surfing. Yeah, but I mean, you're sensitive to this stuff. I think some people, they get kind of thick uh, in the head about those, or, or in the spirit, or whatever, they, they're not so sensitive. They get calluses, maybe. Yeah, people are, yeah, people are all those different ways. That's true, you know. Um, but, but people also line it up, you know, and so it's, it's um, you know, I feel, you know, you try to be inspirational to people because, you know, it's like I feel like I said it in the other interview I did the other night. It's like, um, you know, you're, you're coming up in life and you're feeling these things inside that you need or want to do and 
that that are important to you, and each person is different that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're feeling what's right and what's wrong, and all that. You're having all these strong feelings. Right. It's not a phase. Yeah. Right. It ain't no phase. It's not going to stop. Right. It's like if you if you fool yourself that it's a phase, then you miss the boat. You know, because then it's, you know, you you end up on the wrong boat and you're like, oh, geez, (laughs) what am I doing here? You know, Um, but, you know, it's like you just got to listen to your what you're actually about and and know that it's not a phase. Know that it's real. The things that you, you feel are real. And you personally have a strong connection with music. Yeah, yeah. That's where it's like I've always... You know, from when I was really little, before I could play, I wanted to play. Well, thank you for being true to that vision, Chuck. And thank you for well, being thanks, on Mike. the show. You too. <laughs> you know, you're doing it too, you know. It's like... <laughs> if I'm going down, I'm going down. Them. If I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. <laughs> sure, that's a, that's a way of putting or it. Paddling, you know, or paddling, or paddling. <laughs> Everybody goes down in the end, you yeah, know, right. but it's like, you, it's, you, you got to do what you love, yeah. you know, and by doing what you love, you, you, you do a better job. Oh, I like that idea. You know, I so. like that idea. And uh, so I think that, um, so thanks a lot, Mike. Yeah, so, respect to you, Chuck. Thanks for coming well, on board. And all the people. crew out there on, uh computer land or whatever it is whoever checks in on the show (laughs) yeah it's other cats making music Chuck it's the next shift it's the next shift awesome okay respect to you see you soon till then bye out okay good people there you go interview with uh, Mr. Chuck Dukaski most of it done uh, a couple days (laughs) later on actually was Sunday uh, the 17th of June. So three days after we began it, but like I said, three minutes was not enough or whatever. Maybe almost four, but we need the rest of the hour. So Chuck could uh, let you know. I I should have probably used headphones because there was that annoying echo stuff. But I still think the spirit of Chuck came through and uh, very informative infos. Uh it's been the June 14, 2012 edition of the Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening. And I'm uh, very happy to let you check out these three groups I got to play with. Uh, next show will be on a boat in Pedro. Keep your powder dry. <laughs> <laughs>